Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And this week we're here to talk to you about chakras or chakras, depending on how you pronounce it. Veronica, what do you know about chakras? I know some things about chakras, like... um, (laughs) Some things, a few things. What they feel feel like, what they look like, like for myself. Uh Uh-huh. What are chakras? Anyways, (laughs) talk about chakras. Oh, chakra this, chakra that. My chakras are open. My chakras are closed. Oh my gosh, this is hysterical. Um, I, so I just want to interrupt you here, Veronica, because the people at home, we're doing a podcast, so you're only hearing our voices, but Veronica and I can see each other, and she has the most hysterical expressions right now when she just asked me what chakras are. Like, super funny. So I just wanted to share that. And I feel like a valley girl. I'm like, like chakras? <laughs> like, totally? <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, sorry. We digress. Yeah, getting back on the actual topic of chakras. <laughs> I feel like I could define them as energy centers in the body. Main energy center. There, I feel like there's a lot of different energy centers or channels. There's channels, but these are centers of energy. What do you think about that, Emily? Um, I would agree with that. I, I think... <laughs> energy center. It's a really, I can't look at Veronica right now because it's just making me laugh. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just going to sidebar it super hard here. So we're like on week four, I think we're ending week four of being on um, shelter in place. And uh, I am definitely starting to feel a little loopy. I don't know about you, Veronica. A little kooky. Kooky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah kooky loopy a little all over the place like it was funny at first to like have time or fun or like I felt goofy now I just feel like I don't know what's going on so <laughs> there's a lot of things happening right now and guess what I bet you they're affecting your chakras Emily <laughs> good one I love how you look yeah. that right back yeah just take you right back to the subject that was yeah. good Okay. So yes, I think I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Here we go. So I think that yes, chakras are your energy centers and there are seven main energy centers that we tend to talk about, um, that go from the base of the spine up to the crown of the head. And before we delve into those, I just want to say that there are chakras in other parts of your body. So you can think about like the palms of your hands or the soles of your feet. Um, You know, we have different energy points in our body, but the main seven that get discussed the most often and that tend to be um, the ones that we work with the most and people are most familiar with are the ones that run along your spine. Um, Do you want to say more about that before we jump into which what's what? Well, it's just interesting you said your spine, um, because I guess when people think about the spine, they think of the actual bones. Oh, right. Spine. Whereas like when we say spine energetically, we're looking at 
um, an energetic spine that's within you um, right. that runs up and down. So it's a lot like the spine of the bones of our actual vertebra, but this is an energy spine that holds these points inside it. Nice. I like that. That's a um, really good description because you're right. When I said that, it does evoke that image of your actual spinal column. Um, but this is kind of that energy, it's a pillar of energy with specific mm-hmm. points on it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it goes all the way up to the crown of your head. So, you know, think tailbone to crown of head, basically. Yeah. So do we want to start talking? <laughs> I'm telling you, this is bad today, everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super fun. It's just that um, I'm, I really want to be able to be serious, but I think I'm just going to have to chuck that right out the window here. And no, no, it's not a serious day. We're both running on very small sleep. But very small sleep, a lot of baking. Yes. That's the thing. A lot of baking. Yes, a lot of baking. Um, I, I have I have something that I wanted to talk about with chakras, though, bringing it back to chakras. And that is, like, we talk about that we were just talking about the energy spine and these points. So mm-hmm. the chakras sit in this energy spine or column. Um, what do they look like? So people actually, some people are very visual um, and can actually see them in their mind's eye. Some people don't. Some people can feel them, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a lot of different pictures and thoughts of what chakras actually actually look like. So have you heard of anything, Emily, about how a chakra might actually look like in your body? Well, so I've heard multiple things over the years and... um... And I just want to also say that I tend to be a person who feels more than sees. So when I tap into what's happening in my body around my energy centers, I can feel those centers more than I can see a color or an image that goes with them. Um, But the most common things that I have heard repeated around the imagery for them, uh, the first one is that there's a color. So each each energy center is associated Mm -hmm. with a specific color. Um, the second thing I've heard them described as, um, are like discs or spheres. So a, something circular in nature. And then another one that I've actually heard multiple times is a lotus flower. So mm-hmm. this image of like a flower that's open or closed as to whether or not that energy center is blocked or flowing. Um, are, do you yeah, have other ones? The only thing I, oh. Actually, the only thing I would add to is, um, the way that they're situated as far as if they're, um, I don't know how to put this, but if they're facing stacking up, so let's say if they're, let's say they're spinning discs, that they're stacking up as, as if you were stacking up blocks or if they're turned, so they're facing outward and, you know, so you can see them three dimensionally almost. So they're facing Uh outward and in almost like, you were, I don't know how to describe it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yours, well, I mean, yes, the imagery makes sense to me, but I guess what I want clarification on is, does it, are you saying that you visualize them as stacking discs on top of each other 
or that it's more common to visualize them sort of flipped and circles? I think it's, yeah, I think it's more common to see them, to see them flipped. Yeah, I think so too. So like circles, like when I sense them, I can sense it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have heard of them as being stacking. Oh, like I see what you're saying. Like okay. the vertebra of the spine so that they would be spinning in a different direction, actually. Uh-huh. Because they would be, you know, spinning clockwise as they were stacking as opposed to facing in or out. Right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I had not heard of the stacking. I had never seen yeah. that or heard about that. Um but it, but the other thing is about chakras is that even though there is this sort of organized um, configuration of what they are or colors that are given to each one and whatnot, you might have a really different relationship with mm -hmm. your with the energy in your body, and so you might imagine these differently. You know, somebody might say, "Oh, your second chakra is orange," and you're like, "Uh, actually, no. <laughs> yeah. Mine is like." purple or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, so yes, here's some framework that we want to share with you. And this might not resonate in your body. And so it's important to really listen to what does resonate in your body and have that be the thing you ultimately work with. That's my, my yeah, and bias. I, well, and I think when you're talking about energy work, it is, that is like just overall every, you know, everybody's energy is so different and they run it so differently mm -hmm. that it makes perfect sense that the center of your energy it might look different mm -hmm. than what a book might tell you or, you know, um, so always just know thyself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And I mean, I know for myself, I've done a lot of different chakra meditations over the years and there have been some that I was like, oh yeah, I can drop into this so hard. And there's been other ones where I'm like, what, 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 what are we, what are we doing right now? What, what are you focusing on? Because it just doesn't click with what's happening in my body. Mm -hmm. So that's just a real life example of what we're saying here. <laughs> <laughs> so chakras, these energy centers can be open. They say they can be open, they can be clogged, they can be closed, they can be, uh, I don't know any other words I would describe, gooky or muddled or, um, and can affect, I mean, so we think, we believe that, the, that it can affect how our physical body is. So we're talking about the energetic body could affect the physical body. Right, right. Um, do you want to give an example of that? I just thought of one, but did you have something? Well, I, I guess I'm thinking of, um, if, if I'm feeling really closed off in my heart chakra, mm -hmm. um, I can have manifestations of, um, maybe anxiety, mm -hmm. um, fear, um, because I'm feeling like I need to protect myself. So I'm, I have this guard over, you know, my heart chakra or, or it's, it's closed down. And so I'm feeling like I have to protect myself. So I'm coming at this place of fear or anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great example. Um, another example I was thinking of actually had to do with the throat chakra. 
And I was thinking about somebody I know who's had ongoing throat issues, different kinds of throat issues throughout their life. And they have a really hard time speaking their truth, which is one of the things Mm -hmm. I associate with your throat chakra. And so is it, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. Were there throat issues before this was a challenge or was this a challenge for so long that it created these throat issues? I mean, you know. Well, I know the answer to that. Oh, you do? What is that? I have the answer to everything. And the answer (laughs) to that is it started energetically. Yes. I have the answer to everything, huh? My belief... (laughs) It's my belief, okay? I will, pre- <laughs> I will preface it that way. My belief is it, start, it starts, that disorder or imbalance starts in the spiritual or in the physical, or excuse me, not the, the physical, but in the energetic. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then it transposes into the, and, and that's not, you know, so I'm saying that and like, oh, that's what it, that's what it is. And I know, and I don't really know, but it could, you you know, that could be a huge, huge opening for somebody. And yeah, sometimes people get illnesses and things and it's a hundred percent not related to energetics and you caught something and that's just the way it is, you know? Um, But when we're talking about something chronic, that's ongoing, like, oh, I have this neck issue that's really, oh, this is an interesting one. Like I had this like neck stuff that was going on and um, I was having a lot of like issues with my neck and my massage therapist was like, oh, guess what? This is the same spot, is the same spot that your husband has. Oh, that's interesting. And she's like, I think you guys need to work on this. Like you need to like, and so like she was looking at it as like, there was something going on that was not physical that mm-hmm. we were carrying each other and feeling each other's pain in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might not be specifically, oh, the throat chakra or whatever, but it, it's, it's the energetic, you know, impact on the physical body. Yeah, Totally. I like it. Whole tangent, but the the chakras they have they they have a huge impact on the body. And what are what's what are some of the things we could do? Like, what do we do with chakras, Emily? Like, well, I wonder if before we launch into what we do with them, if we should talk about their specific properties, and then sure. talk about maybe how to work with them. What do you think? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So if we talk about there being seven chakras, and if we start at the first or root chakra, we're talking about that space that's basically like at the base of your tailbone, right? It's this root place. Um, It is often associated with the color red or generally associated with the color red. And it is considered to be affiliated with elements of grounding and survival, right? So like basic needs. So having your basic needs met. Um, that's kind of the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that's real. Yeah. Um, and then we just kind of move up from there. So the second chakra is often associated with the color orange and is considered the sacral chakra. Um, 
it is connected to uh, sexuality, sensuality. Um, let's see. Also, feeling. pleasure, right? I feel like it's a feeling place. A feeling place? In your belly. I always feel like this is my feeling place in my belly. Oh, uh-huh. Okay. That's interesting because I have my feeling place tends to come from my solar plexus. Oh, it's your gut. Yeah. That's where, right. when, when you hear you say that, that's where I go. But Yeah, I go to my water place. For me, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, this is my womb. This is where I feel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. I could totally see that connection. Um, so that's, that's the sacral chakra or the second chakra. The third one is the solar plexus associated with yellow. You might be catching on here that we're moving through the rainbow folks. Um, so solar plexus is like personal power, your drive, your will, which is, I'm like really strong willed. So that's probably why this is where I feel my feels. Um, in my gut. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and if we move up from there, we move into the heart chakra. And guess what? That one's green. <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> uh, this is a space of love, relationships, um, self-acceptance. You know, just think all the yummy, like, it's funny. I can, as I'm talking about this, I can totally feel my heart chakra. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, and I almost don't have words. It's almost more just this like experience of like, Oh, that's what that feels like for me. I'm yeah. I mean this, I feel like the heart chakra is a lot like, um, a lot of the chakra work that I have done. If the heart chakra is closed down, uh-huh. then a lot of times a lot, a lot of other ones will start shutting down. Yeah. But the second you open up the heart chakra, then the other ones just naturally, not always, but it's kind of like, oh, okay, I can like, I can, I can clear, I can get moving now. Right. So yeah, that's the, I mean, there's so many amazing things about the heart chakra, but that's something that I'm like, oh yeah, if I'm shut down here, then so. Right. It, it plays itself out amongst the other energies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say more about that in a minute, uh, because I think that is a theme um, with chakras in general, but, uh, just for the sake of covering all of them quickly here, the, or not quickly, but just staying in the flow. Cause I can get on a tangent like I am right now. So coming back to, <laughs> I started it. It's I know, fault. I know I'm hopping on the wagon here. So circling back around, keeping us on track. We gotta, we gotta check each other. Chakra five, Emily. Yeah. Chakra five. Thank you. Thank you. The, <laughs> the fifth <laughs> chakra is your throat chakra. I think ours uh, is open right now. Uh, yeah. Woo. <sighs> yeah. Way open. I know. When I think about my throat chakra and wanting to open it, I, I often feel that feeling of like, <sighs> like I just want to make crazy sounds mm-hmm. and um, open my throat up. So this is your place of, of your voice, your truth, your self-expression, right? This is the way you express your truth, I guess. I shouldn't say your truth, but this is that, that place. And it's associated with blue. Um, and then moving up to your third eye, which is associated often with purple. Um, this third eye is that place that's like right kind of just between and above your eyebrows. Um, it is that, I think of it as that visionary place, that place, even though I experience my intuition often in my gut, 
the third eye chakra feels like that place that you like kind of see. Um, if mm-hmm. you could see, I'm making like finger quotes. <laughs> I uh, can see. <laughs> yeah, Veronica's it's real. Um, <laughs> but you you see like so it's what you see beyond what you see. It's that um, other realm place. Is it my? Do you think I'm nailing this, Veronica? Oh oh, out of the park. Okay, great. Uh, and then we move into the crown chakra, which is that spot right on the very top of your head. And this is your highest chakra. Um, it is often connected with the color white or like a radiant white light, but it could also be um, done as like a violet color. Um, it is connection to the divine or source or spirit. And I know when I really feel my crown chakra open, those are the times that I feel like messages are coming more than just that visionary like seeing there's this deep connection that I experience that just like even talking about it right now I can feel the tingles in the crown of my head uh it's a really powerful wide open place for sure or can be wide open it's powerful when it's wide open there we go (laughs) (laughs) there's seven seven there we go Ooh, Roy G. Biv, the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> so what did you ask me before? What do we do with them? Yeah, so I I, I think that's what I ask. Yeah, I think <laughs> where we're going with all of this. What where are we going with all of this about chakras? Like what do people do with them? So okay, I have these energy centers in my body. So what? Right. So I know for myself that when I first learned about chakras and started tuning into them, I started realizing that by taking time to be intentionally tuned in and intentionally cleanse out and those spaces with any funk, like if there's blockages and I'm noticing those blockages and so intentionally clearing that out, which I'll talk more about in a minute, but, um, I discovered that I felt more connected to myself, more in tune. It's kind of like getting a tune-up, right? Like for your car, you could get that tune-up and suddenly you're like, oh, I didn't even know my car was making that sound. And now it's not. Cool. Everything runs a little smoother. Um, so that that's part of it. Do you have more on that? No, I, I do. I've, no, I think I feel like that's really what that's, yeah. Yeah. Four. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't. (laughs) Cool. So yeah, that's, it's good to be aware of them. So if nothing else, just having an awareness of not just having the energy centers, but the associations with the energy centers, I believe can actually help you to tap in and discover blocks that are there. Um, And Mm -hmm. I know I guess what, so I'll talk a little bit for a minute about what I do with energy clearings. Cause I actually work with chakras with, with people as a practitioner, I have them come in and I do energy clearings of their chakras. Um, but the, you know, and there's other ways you can work with them on your own. You don't just need somebody else to do it for you. Um, but sometimes it's nice to have somebody else kind of tap in and, and do some work for you. And when I do that, one of the things I've discovered is that sometimes I'm chasing energy. So I might, you know, I use a pendulum and, um, 
and we do some visualizations and I also use a rattle to help unstick what is stuck. Um, the sound and the, for me, using the sound helps just create a vibration that can loosen up any stuck spots or help clear out stuck spots. So what I discover is that sometimes I'll be moving up and I'm like, oh, the first chakra is like wide open. The second chakra is wide open. Woo, the third chakra is stuck. And so we'll clear that out. And then I get up and I can feel that the fourth chakra in the heart is also congested. But I can, for me, when I'm doing it, I can kind of sense whether or not that's actual congestion that was there before, or if it kind of is that solar plexus congestion that moved up because it's trying to find its way out of the body. Um, mm. So I've just noticed that to be a thing that can happen when you're working with your chakras. Um, and I know Veronica, you had done a group one night where you had taught us some uh, chants or toning there were different tones for each chakra to help clear and open them, right? Can you talk yeah, about they're, they're called Yeah, for sure. They're called seed mantras. Okay. So each chakra has a sound that is, it's called its seed, that it's the way in to that chakra. Uh-huh. So in making that sound, you're able to break up congestion and open up the channel. Nice. So, um... Lam, Vam, Ram, Yam, Ham, Om, Ah. Those are the seven. Lam, Vam, Ram, Yam, Ham, Om, Ah. And that's starting at your root chakra and moving up? Correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so you can say those, you know, each one of those. You can chant, you know, chant it a couple times. Um, You can and or just stay with one or but it like just really um that sound it, it, like you were saying with the rattle like it kind of it, it it gets things stirring you know just like i think about when you play a song and you're like ooh this is this makes me want to move you know it it kind of just on its own sends its wave in and just gets in there moves it around so it's it's a sound that you don't just say lum it's like a tone, right? It's like lom. Yeah, lom. Okay. Lom. But you can use it, you know, like it's not like a specific tone. You like it doesn't have to be lom, lom, you know what I'm saying? You're not going right, up right. or down. But you will feel when you sing, you know, you can feel it resonating in your body. Yeah. So I'm not just saying lom. Right. Lom, bop. Yeah. No. Yeah, I am lom, 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 and that might, you know, resonate inside you, um, or might not, and you'll be like, yeah, no, I'd rather, I'd rather use the rattle, or I'd rather use some, you know, visualizations. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like the toning, again, because I'm more of a feeling person. So, I mean, I can visualize all day long and I can definitely go there, but for me, the sensation of making that sound and that vibration that comes with it, the Mm -hmm. vibration is the thing, like you're saying, it's like the way in and the breaking up of any congestion and then it continues to release it. So like a tuning fork or, you know, something with a vibration to it. 
um, singing bowls, that type of stuff. Um, I mean, you can use all those things for your chakras as well to help clear and open and balance. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different tools yeah. to yeah. open up. And um, I've taken, I mean, Emily and I, we've taken so many <laughs> classes and, you know, like there's so many different techniques, but, but before we do any spiritual work, it's really most, most practitioners, not, not all, but most practitioners make sure their chakras are clear. Yeah. Um, so they're running their own energy. So they're able to work with other people or, you know, without taking care of your own stuff, it's hard to, to give to others. Well, Anna, I think you also run the risk if things are not, if your energy isn't running smooth and feeling clear, then you also run the risk of maybe picking up other people's energy and storing it because it can't move through you or, you know, you're not a conduit in the same way. Um, that's just my, my perspective on it. I'm sure there's people who would disagree with me. And I mean, it's so interesting that we're even talking about chakras because this is, this is energy. Yeah. You know, like how, how, how do we even, how do we even know, you know, <laughs> that this is real? Because you feel it. Oh, you feel it. Right. I mean, I mean, in, in traditional Chinese medicine, they have meridians. Yeah. And they're tied to the physical parts of the body. Totally. Know? Like the different organs and the, and they actually, I mean, it is science evidence mm -hmm. that you, you know, you work on this meridian and it'll clear your liver or your spleen or, you know, so, I mean, that's, I don't know, that's just one example that I'm like, oh, this is, this is some proof that like, this could be real, that like, you know, energy is not just like hoo-ha, because some people like think it's just not it's your physical body, you know, you have a physical body and then that's it. Right. Yeah. I don't really believe that. <laughs> that's why we're, that's why we're doing this podcast called the witch next door. Right. Yes. Bingo. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get all philosophical here. Watch out. <laughs> um, I just want to touch on, you know, we talked about visualizations. Um, and I think that it's, it's a really cool thing to explore. And there are a lot of visualizations out there for clearing your chakras and a lot of ways to do that. If you feel like you want to be guided, I'm sure actually that you could probably YouTube or Google that and discover, um, visualizations, but I like to, um, visualize my chakras spinning so I'll start with my root and I'll visualize a red disc or a red sphere that's spinning and I'll feel into it and feel if there's any funk. And for me, if there's funk, it's usually sludgy, like gray or black, or like the color of red is not really vibrant. And so I'll envision spinning that. And um, as it's spinning, I am pulling that out. So I might physically use my hand just to help with the guidance of like, oh, I'm pulling out the gunk out of my chakra and I'm just throwing it to the ground. I'm giving it back to the earth to compost. Um, or I might just envision that as it spins, all that sludge is flying off and the color becomes more vibrant and um, mm. more radiant and bigger and brighter and stronger. 
And then I would do that, whatever I, whatever method I was choosing to use, I would continue that all the way up through each chakra until I hit the crown of my head. Um, and then just really taking some breaths to notice that connection from the root to the crown and back again. Um, but that would be a really simple one that you could do without necessarily having guidance and, and you might also like guidance. And so uh, sometimes in the beginning, when you're first starting out, it can be a lot easier to have somebody's voice to follow than to try to do it on your own. And that's totally cool too. Yeah. Um, I think Brian Weiss, I think that's, is that his name? No, he doesn't. Brian Weiss? Well, Brian Weiss does the um, past life stuff. He does meditation so too. Yeah, but I don't remember a chakra one. There is a chakra one that's absolutely amazing, and I have a recording of it, and it, he takes you into a temple, and the, the, like, the light is above you, and it like clears out your body, and I, I'm pretty sure it's that I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but... Um, is it a CD you have? Yeah, I had a... It's a meditation CD and it was one of them. Huh. Well, I mean, you could, y'all out there could definitely look that up. Um, I, I do not know that one. I know John Holland has a CD set that uh, has a chakra section in it. And that's pretty cool visualizations as well. Um, But like I said, you know, YouTube and Google are definitely our friends as we're exploring. (laughs) realm of visualizations. Veronica, you were going to say something there, I thought. I was just going to say that Emily did a wonderful clearing on me. Um, I mean, you've done it many times. Like, we've done this in our groups, too. But, um, yeah, I I would certainly recommend, um, obviously not at this point right now, are you going to go see a practitioner, but because of this stay at home order. (laughs) We're in the middle of a pandemic, so maybe not touching, (laughs) but you could do a practitioner remotely. Um, I have done them. Yeah, I've totally done them remotely, and it's definitely a very different experience. As a practitioner, I don't like doing it as much that way, Um, but if nothing else, you definitely will get a strong visualization out of it. Yeah, and thank you for that, Veronica. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for joining us. This yes. was kind of crazy, crazy journey. Yeah. Thanks for hopping on and listening in to us here at the Witch Next Door. And we look forward to talking to you again soon and hope that you all stay well and six feet apart. <laughs> I, I just have to laugh. It's just, you know, it's the, way, it's the funny way that our minds have to work now, right? In this new reality. Um, but yeah, until next time, thanks for joining in. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. 
Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius. <laughs>